Good morning, and peace be with you. I see Ed moved his spot. Have anyone noticed that Ed isn't sitting where he always sits? There's a method to that. We are uh, more, going to be singing more and more, um, and um, thank you to Joni for accompanying us. Uh, we've got some uh, songs in the, in the works. Um, and so we're going to roll those out in the next few weeks and so forth. So thank you. And the reason Ed's over there is he's got a voice that you can uh, follow and so forth. So we're just kind of strategically moving it around here. Okay. So um, I would like for you to take a look at uh, the bulletin insert at your leisure and um, just uh, take a look at these things that might be of interest to you. I would highlight uh, the second item, mark your calendars, that Tuesday, May 17th at 11.30 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall, uh, we will have Commander Gump from the Westminster PD K-9 unit, and he will be there to visit with us and receive uh, a very generous donation that was made possible by all of you in your, in your giving, and so thank you for that, and please come if you're if your schedule permits. So without further ado, Tim, let's get started. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of Thy health and salvation All ye who hear Now to his temple draw near Join me in glad adoration Praise to the Lord Who doth prosper thy work and defend We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now hear this. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you 
And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called an ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are His. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation, blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain hath begun His reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Oh God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise. That among the many changes of this world, our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. And this can be found on page 1711 in the Pew Bible. The theme is, our plans are not God's plans. Ours are self-serving and limited. God's are not. 
Luke wrote the, uh, the Acts of the Apostles, and it chronicles what the apostles did and what the Holy Spirit has done. Acts 11, beginning with the first verse. The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God saying, so then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Second reading is taken from Psalm 148, and it's printed in your Bible. We read it responsibly. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, storm winds, and do his bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees, and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens, and he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. The third reading this morning is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. And this can be found on page 1937 in the Pew Bible. This revelation to John describes the future of creation as, as has been revealed. Revelation 21, beginning with the first verse. Then I saw a new heaven 
and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. John from the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning comes from St. John. Chapter 16, verses 12 through 22, and can be found on page 1678 in the Pew Bible. John records, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me again. And at this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me again, and because I am going to the Father. They kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. What is he saying? And Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices, and you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. 
will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. The uh, crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ are more than just a once-in-a-lifetime set of experiences. They are unique in all of time and space. And that is what makes the teaching this morning of Jesus in today's gospel such a challenge. You see, we are in the upper room the evening before the crucifixion. And Jesus is preparing his disciples for the next few days. And in a few hours, they would be in Gethsemane. And Jesus would soon be arrested and taken before Annas and Caiaphas, the high priest. And then the next morning, Jesus would stand before Pontius Pilate and he would spend much of the next day on a cross. And in less than 24 hours, Jesus would be dead and buried in a borrowed tomb. And then, on the first day of the next week, Jesus would be bodily rise, he would bodily rise from the dead. Now with our hindsight being 2020, a 2020 historical perspective, we know that all of these things will soon happen to Jesus. And Jesus did in fact know that all of these things would happen. However, the disciples they did not know. Jesus had told his disciples that these things would happen, but the disciples just weren't ready to understand what Jesus had told them. There is a tension. There is a drama that arises from the fact that Jesus must prepare his disciples for the events that they simply can't understand until after they have happened. The Gospel of John brings out this drama and tension as John gives an account of Jesus' words in the upper room. And John the Evangelist dedicates five whole chapters, five whole chapters of his Gospel to those words. And Jesus, in his great love for his disciples, is giving them preparation, and he's, he's giving them comfort for the upcoming ordeal. And even though the disciples don't understand, and even though the disciples would, would endure a terror that they couldn't imagine, and sorrow during these events, and even though the events of the next few days will completely overwhelm them, despite all of that, the words of Jesus will sustain them through this ordeal. The reading that we heard earlier begins at the point where Jesus has told the disciples all, all that they could handle to that point. And he himself starts by saying, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. John 16, 12. And even then, he has words of encouragement for them. Did you hear it? He said, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. John 16, 
13 and 14. With these words, with these words, Jesus reintroduced the Holy Spirit. And he also told them of a special role that the Holy Spirit would have. And as they witnessed the words and the deeds that they witnessed while they were with Jesus, he's going to unpack it for them in, 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 in Pastor Ken terms. He's going to turn the light on for them. He's going to make it clear. They're going to understand but it'll be after these things have happened. So even though the disciples did not understand Jesus' words at the time, the Holy Spirit will bring those words back to crystal clarity. The Holy Spirit will help the disciples put the pieces together so that they could proclaim this gospel to others. And John the Evangelist himself tells us this, that his disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. That's in John 12, verse 16. It is the work. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to bring these memories back to mind and to enable them to understand. This is very important for all who read the Bible. We would not have the New Testament if the Holy Spirit had not come and helped the disciples. You see, without the Holy Spirit, their thoughts would be confused and their memories would be foggy at best. And with the Holy Spirit, their memories became sharp and accurate, and they understood the teachings, of, the teachings of Jesus. And without the Holy Spirit, there is no way that they could have written what they wrote. But with the Holy Spirit, their writings are the power of God unto salvation. And these words about the Holy Spirit are important in another way. These words tell us how we can discern the true prophet from the false prophet. Did you know that? We got prophets today that are proclaiming things, and this is how we can tell a true prophet from the false prophet. In today's gospel, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will not speak on his own authority that he will take what is mine, Jesus said, and declare it to you, that he will never, ever change what Jesus has already said, and he will only tell us what Jesus has already said. He's not adding things. Did you hear that? Not adding to Scripture. He's not adding to what Jesus said. Now, down through the ages... There have been many false prophets who said that they had a word from the Holy Spirit, emphasis mine. And even today, you can hear false prophets say, I have a word for you from the Holy Spirit. In today's gospel, Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit will always and forever agree with the words that we already have in the Holy Bible. And if someone ever disagrees with the Bible, they are not of the Holy Spirit. They might be under the influence of a different spirit, but it is not the Holy Spirit. And Jesus made it very clear that the Holy Spirit will not tell us anything new. Instead, he will clarify the things that Jesus already said. Can I get an amen? Okay. Martin Luther explained it this way. Good old Martin. He wrote, In this way Christ sets bounds for the message of the Holy Spirit himself. He is not to preach anything new or anything else than Christ and his word. Thus we have a sure guide and a touchstone 
for judging the false spirits, we can declare that it surely does not indicate the presence of the Holy Spirit when a person proclaims his own thoughts and notions and begins to teach in Christendom something apart from or in addition to what Christ taught. No, that betrays the presence of the loathsome spirit of lies, the devil, of whom Christ declares in John 8, 44, when he lies, he speaks according to his own nature. That is what he himself has fabricated. What have I told you? If your pastor or any other pastor says, I think, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> Run. Doesn't matter what I think. It matters what Scripture says. Amen? From this pulpit, we proclaim Christ and him crucified. Period. We don't add and we don't take away. Now, nothing has changed since Martin Luther preached these words. Our old sinful self still entices us to believe something is true because it feels good. Oh, man, that flesh. Well, that's plausible. I like that theory, right? And our culture, our culture tells us to let our feelings be our guide, doesn't it? You deserve a great day today. Have it your way. I blame Burger King for the fall, by the way. The forces of evil are at work. The devil tempts us to constantly search for the next mountaintop experience. And we will do anything and everything to find that. And he will do anything and everything to prevent us from finding the Holy Spirit where he has promised to be. And that is in Holy Scriptures. The main way he does it over and over again is when Satan says, did God really say? You've heard that before, right? First time we heard it was in the garden. Today's gospel account continues to remind us of the roles that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit take as they give salvation to us. How? Well, we see the Father sending. We see the Son redeeming. And we see the Holy Spirit declaring. And it is the Holy Spirit's role to declare the salvation that Jesus has earned for us. Jesus said, A little while, and you will see me no longer. And a little while after, Jesus said these words, Judas actually betrayed him into the hands of the enemy. And then we know that the enemy mocked, tortured, and crucified him. And after he died... His friends laid him in a tomb, and he left their sight. They saw him no longer. And this is the work of Jesus that the disciples did not yet understand. This is also the work of Jesus that earned salvation for all people. He just didn't leave them hanging there. He said later, and again, a little while, and you will see me. And we know that Jesus did not remain in the tomb. He rose from the dead, and he lives forevermore. And the disciples saw him again, and the disciples witnessed Jesus as he redeemed the world to God. And the Holy Spirit came to aid, to the aid of these witnesses. And, and he kept their memory sharp and he helped them to understand exactly what they had witnessed. And they were able to place the witness of their testimony into a written form that will be with us forever. And Jesus said this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit proclaims Christ's salvation. Whenever we hear, whenever we hear 
the word of God in its truth and purity. And through that proclamation, the Holy Spirit establishes, the Holy Spirit maintains, and the Holy Spirit strengthens our faith, your faith, my faith, through hearing the word. And through that faith, the Holy Spirit delivers the gifts that Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, purchased and won for us with his life, with his suffering, with his death, and with his resurrection. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son to give us eternal life in the presence of the triune God. And it is through the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that we say amen. Amen. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed, found on page 3. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. 
He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please pray with me for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you to praise you and thank you for your great mercy. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for your word which sustains us. Thank you for filling our hearts with hope. We are filled with joy knowing that we will live in eternity with you in heaven where there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, and where you will wipe away every tear. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit, our comforter and guide. We thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from your love. We thank you, Lord, for this church family and for Victory Outreach. Please bless your church, give us strength, and equip us to do your will and glorify you in all that we do. Dear Lord, please help us to cast down idols and keep you first place in our lives. Grant us great confidence to trust you in all circumstances. You, Lord, are our refuge and strength. Please keep us safe and in your loving care. We pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit onto all nations and their leaders and grant them your wisdom. We pray that you would strengthen and encourage those who are persecuted for their faith in you, and we thank you that we can worship you in freedom. We pray for families that are torn apart by sin, and we lift up our unsaved loved ones and ask that you would reveal yourself to them and stir up their faith. Lord, we pray that you would heal those who are facing any kind of sickness or disease in body or mind, and please grant relief for those who are in chronic pain. Lord, help those who are anxious and fearful and mend hearts that are broken and send your comfort to those who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. Lord, we pray that you would grant us your peace which transcends all understanding. Help us, dear Lord, live by faith and not by sight. Please draw us closer to you and refresh us daily with your presence. We need you, beautiful Savior. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, ever-living God. But chiefly, we are bound 
to praise you for your glorious resurrection of our Lord. For he is the true Passover lamb who gave himself to take away our sin, who by his death has destroyed death, and by his rising has brought us to eternal life. And so, with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with earth and sea and all their creatures, and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us together pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Grace through faith. He provided what you and what I need perfectly through his work on that cross. His true body, his true blood imparts grace. His true body, his true blood does rescue us from sin, death, and the devil. And it is an assurance of salvation. That is his promise. And our Lord Jesus Christ keeps all of his promises. If that is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward.
the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Come bow before Him now with reverence and fear. the Holy Spirit, our Father in heaven, tell us not to add or take anything out of his word, from his word. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's perfect. It's from him. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks truth. The Holy Spirit speaks only what he has heard. It is. It is. He is the source of discernment of those things that we hear that the world shouts to us, which is just some clever form, maybe not even that clever, of, did God really say this? May you have uh, the discernment, the wisdom, from spending time in God's Scripture to know what is true and what is not. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, the